This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hey, black boys on three. Black boys on three. One, two, three. Jalen Johnson. Jalen is a premier player. Going deep. He's got one arm Jalen Johnson, a terrific play for the Chicago Starting cornerback for your Chicago Bears. Jalen is just a real talk expert. He just tells you how he feels. Walter Payton, Man of the Year Award nominee. We always want to give back to the community, and certainly Jalen's done that. Takes you inside the locker room after every Bears game. And this is the matchup. You know, this is starter versus starter. Chris Godwin versus Jalen Johnson. Those are the kinds of matchups Jalen Johnson talks about. Love really confident guy. Been a bright spot for the Bears in recent years. Frank Dwight Mayfield dumps it off. The old peanut punch from the guy wearing his uniform number, Jalen Johnson. Try to tell him that I was the one, I gave him plenty signs. Jalen Johnson with Parkinson Spiegel on 670 The Score. Our conversations with Jalen, sponsored by Busey Bank, building business, growing wealth since 1868. He's with us on the Circa Resort and Casino Hotline, Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. And, of course, you can watch Jalen on Twitch and our YouTube channel. He's kind enough to join us now. What's up, Jalen? What's up? How you doing? Doing all right, man. Uh, I got to say, you've been like the voice to the pain. I feel like your quotes uh, after these games have, have been uh, honestly like reflective of the mood uh, of the fan base, man, after this 0-2 start. How much is this getting at you? Uh, what I what I say, I mean, I, I don't remember all the questions the media asked me and some things like that. What's, some, what's something that you... Well, even even like, just he, last week with us. Yeah, last week t- talking about the, you know, you don't remember the last time you won, right? Like a lot of Bears fans feel that yeah. way and um, got got to hold it together. I mean, Justin t- today said, you know, uh, feels like we're going through a storm right now. And you know what? I'll, I'll rephrase it this way then. Uh, we aren't able to go to the tr- to training camp, but a lot of the Bears reporters that we would have on said that there was a lot of swagger from the defensive side of the ball, that it, it seemed like you guys really believed uh, that you had maybe taken a step or were going to be very good this year. And through two games, one sack, 
no takeaways, 55% being converted on third down. Are you surprised that it has been this much of a struggle for you defensively through two games? I would say, yeah, for sure. I think we added a lot of good pieces. I think we added some some quality pieces. I feel like, of course, up, up front, I think signing Yannick was was big for us. Uh, we felt like he was, or he is, one of those guys that can get to the quarterback. Um, and I think he's shown that. I mean, I think this past game, he, he might have missed two, but I think he he was definitely there. I think we've had our opportunities to get there. And I think we just got to finish. And then shoot with TJ and Tremaine up front, I think those guys have been big for us. Uh, I feel like coming downhill, going sideline to sideline, they've been, they've been doing their thing. And I know we've had some um, some missed opportunities on the back end as far as interception. I know Jaquan would want to have his back, and that was to start start the game. That would have been, I think, a pick six if he holds on to that. So, I mean, definitely not performing to the level that we know we can't perform, that we should be performing. You know, I'm looking at a quote here that I think resonated with both of us, Jalen, from you in The Athletic from Kevin Fishbane. And on losing 12 in a row. And he said, yeah, hell yeah, it weighs on me. I think about it consistently. I've been here a good minute. You know, I'd rather be happy when we come in on a Monday when we're celebrating a W, you know? And just like knowing, knowing you a little and, and reading that, it, it resonates. So how did it feel today in that building after a tough one? I mean, I would say the same as the last 11. It doesn't, it, it doesn't change too much. There's no honorary losses or oh well because it was close or we had a good fourth quarter as a defense or we had a chance that doesn't that doesn't make the losses feel any better and I know that nobody feels the losses how us players feel the losses. I mean the fans can say we 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 the we ain't busting busting their butts working the we isn't doing the extra sprints the fans aren't the ones doing doing the work the fans aren't the one putting their bodies on the line preparing watching film for hours doing extra work, trying to keep the body right and healthy. I mean, we 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 love and we always appreciate the fans, but it doesn't it doesn't impact the fans how it impacts us. I mean, I think that we're the one putting our bodies out there. We're the one coming in and having an answer to the media, having an answer to all these different eyes after we put in work after work and we work hard. We do practice the right way. We practice hard and for us to keep coming up short on Sundays is very disappointing for us in that building, in that locker room. And I know the coaches, they put in their time and their hours to try to come up with game plans. So, I mean, we definitely feel that loss in the building harder than anybody else does. So, I mean, we just got to, like I've been saying for a long time, now, we got to just figure out ways to win. We got to learn how to win. And I think that's the biggest thing for us. I don't think it's about our roster. I don't, I mean, I think we have plenty of, plenty of guys, plenty of weapons, plenty of, um, plenty of talent on our on our roster to to win games we just got to learn how to win we got to play consistently um we got to we got to just make plays consistent I think we we have it we're just not consistent enough yet and I think that's the biggest thing that us as leaders want to put into the team is just we got to go at a high level we can't just go and turn it on and off and sometimes be good or sometimes be lead and then other times we're average like we don't that's not how you win football games mm-hmm. in this league. You got to go out and you got to take them. And I think that's just what we're trying to preach to each other. That's what we're trying to lean on each other to do and just find ways to win. Do you, um, did anybody get angry today? Like as you're watching stuff, I mean, we think of you guys as passionate, sometimes very violent athletes, any anger in the room today? I wouldn't say anger. I feel like that's a, that's a strong word. I think this, a, disappointment. I think you get out there and you kind of see like, 
where you could have made the plays and how, like, what you were thinking in that moment and then kind of looking back at it now, like, you kind of just wish you had, you, had, you had some opportunity to do some things over again. But, I mean, like, we know in life there aren't, there aren't do-overs. You just have your next opportunity. And, I mean, that's all we're – that's all we can be focused on right now. We're talking to Jalen Johnson. Um, it seemed like, obviously – Injuries to to Eddie, and then Kyler is out, and Brisker gets sick with with the heat. What was it like with the the changing personnel out there? I mean, honestly, it felt felt fine. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't ever like we were. I felt like behind, and we just felt like we didn't have enough guys to go out there and make the plays. I mean, no, that that's not. I mean, for me, it was everything flowed good. Everything flowed right. I mean, I've practiced with the guys and got reps and turns at it in practice in case people went down. So, I mean, we were we were prepared. I mean, of course, not for those guys to go down, but we were definitely not unfamiliar, I would say, with one another. Now, of course, there's a lack of experience with certain guys, but just overall the flow and the, the vibe once those guys came in, I think was still was still in the right place. And they came in and they executed, communicated, and I think they did a pretty good job coming in and filling in. Can you can you tell us what um what it's like to cover Evans and Godwin? Both very good, different kinds of wide receivers. What's your mindset depending on which one you end up with? What's my mindset? I mean, I feel like you gotta you gotta know who each one each one is individually. And I think Chris Evans or Chris Evans, huh. Mike Evans. Yeah. Mike Evans, he's more of the the bruiser, the physical um, route runner. I mean, clearly you can see he's going, he's going to bring some contact at, at the top of his routes. He's a bigger body, bigger catch radius guy. And I think um, Chris Godwin, he's more of the finesse. I mean, he, he has a thicker frame, but he's still one of those who try to be a little more savvy in his route running and things like that. So, I mean, I think for for me, it's knowing, knowing that, what their strengths, what their weaknesses are. And, I mean – Really, it wasn't it wasn't too much that I haven't seen or that I haven't felt going going against those guys. I was very familiar with both of them. How when you watch the film when uh, he pushes off on Tyreek Stevenson and you are signaling for a push off <laughs> as the play Man. is happening? What was yeah. it like watching that back? Same way it was watching it live. <laughs> I mean nothing. Nothing for me changed at all. I mean, at the end of the day, I feel like there wasn't – the only people who didn't think it was a PI was their sideline. Other than that, I mean, I feel like it was an obvious call. I think at the end of the day, I, I don't know what else you, you what else can call for an offensive PI, but, I mean, I feel like when you're Mike Evans and I feel like you're a projected Hall of Famer, sometimes you get some calls like that. I mean, I don't – I don't know why it wasn't called at the end of the day. You've seen on the field, I was signaling for it in the middle of the play while he was still running. So, I mean. Are you supposed I, to do that? Like, or are you supposed to signal once he gets tackled? I mean, what's the what's the protocol there for you? I mean, so ain't no protocol. I feel like naturally you see, I mean, there's NBA guys who signal for fouls and the play's <laughs> not over. So, I mean. That's true. And then it was one of those things. Like, as I'm already running over there, I see my guy going flying. I see the extension to push off the contact. And it's not only natural to signal for a PI, and then once you realize there's no flags coming up, you got to continue to play. Man, so on the on the uh, the scramble when he gets when when Baker scrambles out to the left and he kind of dumps it over over your head to Evans, like are you? 
I don't even really know. Is that a zone obligation? Are you breaking on the quarterback because he's broken the pocket and it's just one of those, like, he'll if you stay with the receiver, he's going to run and then you go for the quarterback and then he's going to dump it over you? I would imagine that's a very difficult play to defend. I think definitely. I mean, we were we were in a cover two, so, I mean, Evans was in my, in my flat, in a sense, on the boot. Yeah. And I know in a situation like that, it, like, like you said, it's a do I stay on this man or do I kind of wait, try to play both in between? And I feel like with Baker scrambling right to me, it was one of those situations where it was like, okay, let me kind of wait and try to see. And then in, in the midst of seeing if he's going to scramble, if he's going to throw it, clearly he popped it over my head. And I mean, it was what it was from there. But I mean, in a situation like that, it's kind of, a no man's land or a wrong do wrong if you do wrong if you don't type of thing because I mean I could easily stay attached to Mike Evans and he ran up and then Baker follows right behind me and picks up another 10 yards or so you never know and then if I stay there clearly he can pop the ball over my head so I mean it's not it's definitely a judgment call just whatever you whatever you do you got to commit to I think even in the midst of if I can do it again I probably want to face him up and even push him out of bounds so he can't even be the one to touch it anymore so I mean but <laughs> And again, that's in, that's in hindsight, but in a moment, there's a lot going through your head. You know what it felt like? It felt like any time that you ever played backyard football, like three-on-three three with an automatic quarterback or whatever, yeah. and the automatic quarterback can run a little bit, and you just constantly try to get dudes to commit one way or the other, pump fake mm-hmm. it. Even though you're 10 yards past the line of scrimmage, you pump fake it, right? Yeah. It's just, I mean, what, what, that's, that's, what are you supposed to do? When, it, when a quarterback can run, it makes your life hell. Oh yeah, definitely. Especially for for DB trying to cover and come back down to make the play on the quarterback, at least get him down or out of bounds. I mean, it's definitely a tough position to be in. But I think for for me, I think my my number one job is to defend the pass first. So I feel like for me, I got to handle handle that and whatever he gets in in the pass or on his feet then that, that's what he gets. But I got to take care of the pass first. Jalen, we're thinking about that room and just like. I, it, I I worry about teams. Room? Your room, your, your the the room with all the video. <laughs> well, maybe like not, not the room you're in now. What room are you in now, by the way? The home office. Okay. Home office. Oh, yeah, the home right. office. Okay, good. You're um, talking about the the locker room. I'm talking about the locker room. The locker room. Yeah. I'm mean, worried about. Like when things go bad, it can, it can leave a team vulnerable to like pointing fingers or like things getting splintered. Sometimes it has been in the past offense versus defense or old guys versus young guys or whatever. Like, I, I, I mean, how do you how do you make sure that a room stays together when things when things go bad for for a couple of weeks and hopefully it doesn't spiral? But how do you make sure that things that a room stays together? I think it's no different than how anybody would keep their their family at home together. I think you got to be intentional. I think you have to be in control of your emotions. I think you have to be real and accountable uh, and hold each other accountable. I think when you can have open and honest conversations, when you guys can be ten- intentional about your communication and what the expectations are, what we're expecting from each other, and also being able to lift each other up as well. I mean, it, it doesn't change because it's a locker room. At the end of the day, we're a family. And like I said, we've grinded together. We work together. And the more time and hours and hours we spend, I mean, you continue to build those bonds and those relationships. So, I mean, through all of the, the losing streaks, through the criticism, through the 
fan hate or whatever it may be. I mean, we we never waver on on each other. We we continue to build each other up. We continue to push each other. Continue to figure out ways that we can get better uh, as a unit. There's no there's no pointing fingers. There's no any of that. Because I mean, as far as I'm concerned, nobody has played. A perfect game. So until somebody plays a perfect game, and even then, I don't ever think a coach would even let somebody play, play a perfect game on the grade sheet. So I mean, well, there's always room for improvement. But at the end of the day, you never you never turn on your brother, you never turn on your on your family and start pointing fingers and selling each other out. That that's not what we're gonna do or allow anybody to do. Jalen, is everything going okay with Alan Williams? I know as much as you know, boss. Okay. I, was, I mean, we we've, we've Prayed for for him, but I mean, I think that we don't know too much, or I don't know too much about it. Just hoping that he's okay, his family's okay, and whatever the situation may be, that he comes out on top of it. Okay, was there anything different with Coach uh, Eberflus calling the defense? Was there anything different? Yeah, I mean, I feel like we we knew what he was going to call. We knew the expectation. We knew kind of the 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 game plan, just how. He went about it. I think we were all on the same page. There wasn't anything I would say was called or wasn't called that we were expecting or not expecting. I feel like everybody was confident. Everybody pretty much had no complaints. Everybody knew what, what it was. Everybody was confident in, in the calls, and we just had to execute. Jalen, we, um, we thought of you when Chase Claypool had a good game, um, some active blocking, caught the touchdown pass. But then I thought of you late when he picked up exactly the kind of penalty you told us about last week. Exactly the kind of one that he was trying to avoid. It's uh, it's it's difficult uh, to to do that. Obviously, you think you think he is that penalty the result of an overcorrection because you don't want to be unaggressive like it came off last week. But sometimes if you're too aggressive, it can be too early. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I can't go in his mind and say it. I feel like every every situation is 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 different. It isn't always created the same. But I mean, like like you said, you can see exactly what what I was talking about and being able to block when the when the quarterback's throwing the ball and different things like that. So I mean, last week when he didn't block, everybody was mad. And this week he does block and he gets a flag. And I was, what the hell are you doing? And I mean, so. It's it's really is sometimes can be a tricky situation. Sometimes it the things can things can just happen that aren't that aren't as easy as they're put out to be. So I mean, it's just one of those things where I know he's continuing to get better. He 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 takes pride in the things that he does and the things he puts out on the field. And I feel like you guys seen him going out there blocking a lot more down the field, being more active and change the game. And then I think too, he just it was just unfortunate that that happened on, on that play. But, I mean, I think he did a, a did a good job bouncing back this week. I want to talk to you a little bit about Justin and the offense and then and then the opponent that you have this week. And we appreciate your time as always, man. Um, I was like the biggest Justin Fields fan ever. I threw a party after that Miami game last year on the air. I was like, this is the, one of the most dominant things I've ever seen a Bears quarterback do in my lifetime. And this year, he doesn't look like him from last year. And I know you said last week about design runs and a quarterback's body and all of that, but doesn't seem to be gripping it and ripping it, isn't escaping the pocket, not rolling him out, very few designed runs, four runs for three yards, and I think only one of them a called designed run. Can you help me understand, man? He doesn't, he doesn't look the same. He doesn't look confident. He doesn't look like the Justin Fields with swagger 
that that I saw last year? Can you can you help me understand? I honestly, I'm gonna say no. I can't. I can't help you understand because I mean, I don't. I don't know what it's like to to be a quarterback. I don't know what it's like to have to, in a sense, have the entire team put on my shoulders. I don't know what it what it feels like for him to have the criticism of, oh, he's just a running quarterback. I, he can't throw the ball. He can't do this. He can't do that. And then I feel like when you get in the game and you have a certain expectation, you want to play at a certain level. You want to do certain things and I don't, I don't know. I don't know what it is. Um, and I can, I can definitely say that I know he's not, he's not, he's not himself. I know that he can definitely play the game at a, at a high level. Now the answer to why, I'm, I mean, I'm not sure. Maybe it's a lot of things on going on mentally. I definitely know it's not a, a physical thing. He can, he can do whatever he puts his mind to. I think it's just him getting back to himself, getting back to what works best for him and not what, works for anybody else or what everybody else wants him to do or how anybody sees him playing the game. I think he just has to go out there and play the game. Each game and each situation is created. It isn't created the same. And I think he just has to, and I know, and I know he will, we, we've talked to him and he, he'll, he'll be, he'll be better. I think it's just more so that mental, that mental aspect that, he just has to go out there and ball. And even before the touchdown pass or the touchdown drive, I was trying to give him some confidence and tell him, like, bro, like you're that guy. Like you're like you're one of those guys. Go out there and and show it. And I think when he's clicking mentally and his mind is free and he can play free, I think he can he can be one of those elite guys in in, in the league. I think it's just more of that mental that mental block, whatever it may whatever it may be. I'm not I'm honestly not sure, and I'm not going to make anything up on. <laughs> on his behalf at all but I definitely know that he has all the intangibles physically to do it he just has to get back to that playmaking Justin whether it's in the air or on the ground just being decisive with what he, what he's going to do well I mean that's an amazing answer and when you think about what you said about the family staying together and lifting each other up and being intentional it sounds like you guys are doing that with Justin that you're trying to talk to him and make sure he knows he's got your support yeah, hundred percent. I'm not. I'm not just telling you anything that sounds good. I'm telling you what it is and how we operate and how I operate. It's not none of none. Of, I'm not. I'm not one to just say anything just to say it because it sounds good. Y'all, y'all know me by now. I, I say what what it is and how I feel about the situation. So I mean, that that that's real. And I mean, even when I know last year when we were getting forty points dropped on our head, then he was also picking the defense up. So it's not like it's just an offensive versus defensive thing or oh because their offense, we don't type them up or encourage them or try to pick them up. We we Everybody knows how it feels. We've been in that line of fire when things aren't going your way. I mean, it's the National Football League. They get paid, too. They they have their high-level guys that play. They have coaches that scheme up things. I mean, we, we know some, some dogs going to have their days and some dogs aren't. And you just got to continue to pick each other up, continue to beat each other up the best way we can. And hopefully the that work starts showing in, in the amount of victories. Arrowhead Stadium, national TV, MVP of the league, the defending Super Bowl champs, the best offense in the league overall for the last five years, even if not for the last two games. If you start 0-3, it's historically very difficult. Six teams have made the playoffs in the last 40-something years uh, if they start 0-3. Must win. What are your thoughts on the challenge on Sunday at Arrowhead? 
What are my thoughts? Well, I mean, honestly, I feel like first, I mean, going on with three, I feel like that doesn't, I mean, of course, I mean, we can bring up the numbers, but I feel like at the end of the day, the, the division's wide open. I feel like it's not like everybody doesn't have a loss. I think everybody in our division has, has a loss. I mean, I feel like it's something that's still very much so doable as far as winning the division. And, of course, when you do that, you get to the playoffs. But as far as Arrowhead, I mean, shoot, it's a wonderful challenge. Just, to me, it won't be a, a better way to start our, our season and off with a victory or or start our win streak with 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 the Chiefs and I think we have we have all the motivation all the drive I think to do it I think again it just comes down to consistent execution and I feel like it's going to be rocking in there it's going to be a heck of an environment I've heard nothing but good things about Arrowhead and I've been looking forward to playing against the best quarterback in the league one of the best offenses in the league, like you said. I mean, shoot, Andy Reid. I got my boy Nagy over there too, calling the, <laughs> the place. I mean, I'm I'm looking forward to it. And I know a lot of a lot of guys are looking forward to that challenge on on our team, and I think it'll it'll be a great way to get our first victory um, in a minute. And again, we know it's not gonna be easy. It's not something that you can just go on and talk about. You got you got to go in go in there and be about it. They're gonna bring a lot of energy. And we we gotta pack our defense. We gotta show up big time um, this weekend. We gotta we gotta stop the explosive plays. We can't let that Patrick Mahomes magic show up too too much. We know we know it's gonna happen at at some point for sure. But we just gotta limit it best way we can. Limit Travis Kelsey. We know he he's a dude, but we gotta in the day we 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 can't allow those guys to have their day on on Sunday. Hey Jalen, thanks for all the realness as always, man. Yeah, man, and if I'll, I'm I'm flying I'm flying there Sunday morning to watch you guys in person at Arrowhead, and so if you pick off Mahomes, you got to talk some trash to Nagy. All right. <laughs> oh man, I'm, I'll talk to him a little bit. <laughs> you you got to let him know. Hold that ball in his face if you see him on the sideline. Yeah. got you, coach. Yeah. You got to let him know. Thanks, oh, Jalen. Thanks, Jalen. All right, man. Have a good week. Our conversation with Jalen Johnson, sponsored by Plumbers 911 Plumbing Emergency. Call the plumbing professionals available 24-7 at 1-833-PLUM-911. Man, he's willing to talk about just about anything. It's amazing. That That's... answer on Justin was Woo! great. Yeah, it was. The answer on Justin. As, and, and... as you're asking it, I'm like, oh, boy, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. And then the answer was amazing. The answer on Justin was great. And the answer to your question on the locker room falling apart about Treating it like a family. Yeah. Very, very mature dude. Maybe uh, Jalen's best hit with us ever. It was really good. I don't know, man. He was really good last year. He was really good last week. He's just, he thinks about it. I love that he pauses before answers sometimes. says, what are my thoughts on that? Like, he's trying to be intentional. Yeah. And that he used that word and that it's a And he's great. He, he goes into his at-home office and he gets on the Zoom yeah. and he sits in his, you know what I mean? There's no side noise. There's no distract. Like, he does a really good. Yeah. Really, really appreciate uh, the candor and the time and, like you said, the thoughtfulness uh, that that he gives to the whole thing. The fact that they have picked up Justin, that they were doing it right before the last drive, that he's just because he's the quarterback and he's a first-round pick and all that, like he's he's a teammate and they need each other. Time for some of your reaction and some more odds and ends, the things that we haven't gotten to, man. What a a situation they found themselves in through two weeks. It's Parkinson Spiegel on the score. 